Welcome to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, where we bridge the gap between you and your goals with science and sustainability in your health, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle journey. I hope you share and enjoy. and welcome back to another episode of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, Marissa Roy. In today's episode, we are going to dive into why you must earn the right to your fat loss phase. Oh, this is a great topic. I'm glad we're- I love this one. <laughs> revamping this episode as a duo. So if you've been around for a while, um, whenever, I feel like it was like height of pregnancy and like postpartum that we were like, I had to do the mini episodes every now and again, um, because I was just like, okay, well, we're not going to stop the weekly. So like, I'll just fill in little things here and there. And one of those mini episodes was why you should earn your fat loss phase. And I think I recorded it with like plug-in headphones as the mic in my in-laws living room. So I was a little probably scatterbrained to say the least at the time. Um, I think it was a good episode, but I just think it could be better. And it's such an important topic. So um, basically, this is about how important it is to have certain things established before dieting. And this is especially important for those who don't understand that there are prerequisites to dieting successfully. I feel like if you're even not aware of that fact, that is like the first step is like, actually there's things that we could do first that are going to set you up for such long-term success. Yeah. So if you have not already listened to the episode before this 148, how to lose fat without dieting highly at, hopefully that's the name of it. Um, I highly something recommend like yeah, something along those lines, episode 148, uh, go ahead and, and take a listen to that because I think that will really kind of set the stage for what Marissa and I are going to talk about today. Totally. Yeah. Um, and you kind of got into it like towards the end, but essentially it's like, I, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that people, most people actually think that being healthy and dieting are the same thing. And that causes problems because then every time we say we're just trying to be healthier, really we're subscribing to more like toxic dieting patterns that are unsustainable, un unattainable, setting us up for failure, making us think that like, oh, well, we might as well, like, we can't even be healthy. So what, you know, what the heck we can't even do this. Um, and then we give up on it altogether versus finding like a happy medium ground. So I like to look at it this way. It's like a spectrum I'm going to use my hands. Just imagine that uh, you're listening on the podcast on one end of the spectrum is you don't give a damn about health at all. And on the other end of the spectrum is like, you are dieting for fat loss. You're tracking every little morsel of what you eat. You're doing this cardio training. And the intent is to lose body fat, see a specific result. And in the middle is like, general healthy lifestyle. There's no outcome necessarily uh, associated with it, but it's just like eating healthy things, moving your body regularly, general healthy habits and a healthier life. So that's kind of the way I look at it. And basically we want to go from one end of the spectrum 
if your goal is fat loss or weight loss all the way to the other, but there is a middle stopping point, like a little bus stop along the way. (laughs) Yeah. I I like the, and I know it's a bodybuilding kind of analogy, but it's like champions are built in the off season. And so I think that that still applies to lifestyle clients because it's like your results in your dieting phase happen before you even start dieting. So those, like those that are successful and are successful long-term have put in the work beforehand. And so it's not necessarily an off season, but it's kind of like that health phase. And so you need to build your foundation first. Otherwise it's, you know, it's just going to crumble. So it's kind of like the analogy, like building a house, like you're not going to start furnishing your house if you don't have the foundation built or like trying to, to put the roof on if, if you don't have that foundation. So it's like, we need to, to, to build that and build those healthy habits in order to have a successful dieting phase. So that might look like putting on muscle, um, like, uh, you know, making sure that you understand how to have a balanced meal, like what your, your food choices should look like. Like if you were drinking 10 sodas a day, well, let's cut that down to nine. Like, you know, let's, let's make some small habit changes first, really get you into a good phase, like really prime you in order to have a successful fat loss phase. Last analogy, I promise. But, (laughs) um, if you remember the park bench mentality, and we were like trying to make that a hashtag at one point, bring it back, bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) Then send me and Christina a message or like put this, share this episode on your story, like tag us hashtag park park bench mentality, just to let us know that you're an OG. Uh, That would be so cool. I I can already think of like two people off the top of my head that are going to do this. Um, But if you don't remember that and you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, The park bench mentality is like thinking about it this way. Like if you were a regular user of public transportation and you took the bus to places, (laughs) then essentially you would get on the bus, you'd go somewhere, you'd basically get dropped off at usually like a bus stop with a park bench, right? And a lot of times you spend a lot of time waiting in between bus stops at park benches. And it kind of draws a great analogy to our fitness journey. And by the way, I didn't come up with this. This is from the 3DMJ team. But basically, you know, you your dieting phases are when you're on the bus and you're going somewhere, right? A dieting phase is for a purpose. It's going from 190 pounds to 170 pounds or, you know, 300 pounds to 180 pounds, like whatever the goal is, that is you on the bus. You're going somewhere, you're working towards a goal. And sometimes you even take stops along the way. But when you're no longer in that goal oriented or specific phase, you are not moving and you're on a park bench and you're just on the bench, you're waiting, you're chilling, you're enjoying the view, you're looking around and just being present with that. And we kind of talk about that with our like maintenance mentality, like post weight loss, I'm maintaining the weight loss um, afterwards. And it's like, you don't always have to be going somewhere. And I think that's a misconception that people have is like, health is all about the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. And a lot of times people who are high achievers, in their health, like they're high achievers all around. So they just love that next goal. Um, but there can be seasons without that. There can be seasons on the park bench. Um, and so we, we definitely, 
I mean, we just need to get to the bus stop first before we get on the bus. So that's kind of the park bench mentality. And, and when it comes to that, we need to, like Christina said, have certain things dialed in so that when we go into the fat loss phase, it's like, okay, we're going somewhere. There's a lot that needs to be done in fat loss to do it right. And to have all your variables managed. And if you were to jump into that, like just out the gate, you would probably be like, yo, where are we going? How are we doing this? Like, how does this work? And it's it's very, very overwhelming to jump into everything that is required in fat loss without a background. Um, and I think for you and I, like we kind of naturally moved our way towards this without even realizing it. Like we didn't just jump straight into bodybuilding or I, I didn't, I kind of like started doing the meal prep thing and the gym thing first. And then I was like, Ooh, bodybuilding. Right. And so that for me was my first, like really big fat loss phase was the bodybuilding thing, which is even more extreme. But, you know, that being said, I had certain foundations of, I knew how to meal prep. I knew protein was important. I knew that I needed to move throughout the day. I knew I needed to resistance train and I was already doing all of that. So then when it came to like protocols for the fat loss, it was like, oh, well, I just tweak this, tweak this, tweak this, make sure I manage this. And oh, okay. It's all coming together. Um, So it's very much like that. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, a couple different, uh, things that I want to go off, but I'm also thinking about, again, you and I, uh, we are, we're planners, right? Like very much like want to be in control. We want to know, you know, okay, I have the bus stop. I know when the bus is going to get here. I know exactly the time and I can coordinate and I know when I'm going to get off and when I'm going to get on. And that can be really difficult sometimes if you hop on a bus, and you don't know exactly where the journey is going to take you, how long it should take you. Um, and you're like, hey, I, you know, I thought this was going to be a couple months thing. Why is this taking me three or four months? Like, why is this taking longer? Um, or I don't really understand like the bus routes and like where we're going. That can be really difficult. And sometimes as coaches, we actually don't know either. We, we don't know how your body is going to progress. Uh, we don't know what is going to come up. Maybe the... Uh, uh, I don't know, a, a road is blocked. There's a detour and we have to go around. Uh, like there are, there are so many different things that can, that can pop up that might extend your journey on, on the bus, or you might need to get off earlier or, you know, whatever. And so as people are gonna be like, what the fuck are they so even talking about? I know, but, but I'm, I'm just thinking about certain clients and the, the issues that they have is like, where are we going? How long is this going to take? What should my expectation be? And things like that. So yeah. some of the times we actually don't know. Um, and so I think that that's very difficult for our people who are planners. Um, but just to be as transparent as possible, that we're just kind of going based off of you, your biofeedback and, and how some things are going. Yeah. Well, it's like building that foundation sets a baseline for like, sometimes people's bodies respond to that right off the bat. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. Like (laughs) that's always a fun feeling. Unfortunately, it's rare. Um, And then other people, like you work on all the habits and like nothing really changes tangibly. And you're like, okay, now we need to dial it in. Right. Um, So it, it kind of informs us how, the process is going to go in terms of like how rigid someone might need to be during that fat loss phase. Um, 
you know, what they might be able to get away with, how long they might be looking at, like a lot of those expectations, we try to set like up front off the bat, of course, like I could kind of tell, like if someone's got like 50 pounds to lose, I'm like, you're going to be in this for like 12 to 18 months, honey. Um, but if they are, um, but if they are like starting out the process and like, we start changing a couple habits here and there, and they drop like 10 pounds in the first month, I'm like, well, clearly your body was holding on to a lot of unwanted inflammation and weight and everything that like, maybe it'll respond really well. Like, so we have to keep adapting as we go. But, um, I think what's important first is to kind of talk about, okay, this foundation, these foundational skills, what are they specifically? What's the, what's the prerequisites that you need in order to earn your fat loss phase. And so I look at it as a competency of certain skills like you don't need to be perfect, right? If you need to be perfect, we'd be waiting forever, right? But a competency of certain skills uh, and just a like a proof to yourself that you can do that. Because I think one of the biggest things that this way of, of going about fat loss prevents is just like the overwhelm of like, oh my God, this is too much for me. I can't. Because how many times like do people come to us and say like, well, I did such and such diet. I said, did this app, I did that diet, I did that tracking and it was just too much, right? I just wanted to pull my hair out. I hear that all the time. It's like, well, why? It's because we weren't taught the foundations first. And so a lot of times the issues that people have sometimes are not actually with the method itself, but it's how it was approached, like macro tracking. Sometimes people will come in with a bad rep with that. They'll be like, macro tracking sucks. I don't want to track everything that I eat. I hear that a lot. It's like, I don't want to weigh every little thing. Um, for some percentage of people, it can be like, you know, actually triggering and like mental health, like destroying. But for a lot of people, I think too, it can be that they were tracking macros in a very rigid sense, a very restrictive sense, And there were all these extra contingencies tacked on, on top of that, of like also no dairy, also no gluten, also make sure you're within two grams of this macro and also make sure that this, right. I've heard a lot, a lot. And so the, the association is that thing is bad, but it's actually the, all the things that were attached to it, but not the method itself are really bad. And so like the foundations help us unlearn that. Um, So the competent skills, there are movement steps throughout the day, eating protein with your meals, having balanced meals, drinking water, getting sleep, resistance training a few times per week, I would say are the basics. Yeah. Mindset too. Yeah. And just like, oh, resourcefulness, adapt, adaptability, flexibility. Those are really, really important. Um, mental flexibilities to have. Right. Yeah. Cause if we're very rigid and like what we're expecting, that can be really difficult. But, um, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it back again a, a lot with our analogies that we talk <laughs> about the, the dial, right. The dial analogy. And so it's like, we, we want to take this foundation and we're kind of like, you know, we're, we're already, let's say we're at like a five, right. It's like, okay, we've got the consistency. Like we've got the food quality. Like we know how to move. We know how to track steps. We have all this stuff. And so a a fat loss phase is just turning the dial up a little bit. It's taking all the foundations that you have and just executing them a little, like a little bit better, or just 
being a little bit, a little bit more strict with those things. Um, because again, we don't want to diet forever. That's not the goal. We kind of want to like get in, get out, like see the progress and then hop off the bus. And we want to sit on the bench again. Um, so we don't want to live at like an eight or a nine or a 10 all the time. Cause that it, it's, it's hard to have uh, flexibility or like being able to kind of like live life. If you like, I got to hit my macros and I got to eat my meals. Um, but with like a fat loss phase, it's like, if you can't turn up the dial, if you don't know how to get a little bit more movement, if you don't know how to uh, be a little bit more um, uh, consistent with your food choices, things like that, we're not really going to see any progress. And that can be really, really frustrating for someone who's like, well, I'm dieting, but I'm not seeing progress. Why is that? Or like, I'm doing all the things and I'm seeing no results. I hear that a lot, right? It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm exercising all the time. I'm eating really healthy. What the F is going on? Am I broken, mm -hmm. right? That's the narrative that that can perpetuate when really, I think the best word here is specificity. Let me say that again. I think the best word is specificity. I just wasn't speaking into the mic, but um, it's like, it's not necessarily about being stricter. Cause like, if I were to be that person who's, I'm doing everything, I'm not seeing results and I'm being stricter. It's like, well, that could mean a lot. Like that could just mean cutting out everything, but like specificity it's geared specifically towards a targeted goal. So, you know, I might be walking lots of steps every day is what it feels like, but am I hitting specifically 8,000 or more per day? And that might be like one little thing where it's like a couple days of two, 3000 steps, like out of the week can really bring that average activity down. And then that could be a bottleneck. Or I think I, I'm drinking a lot of water. I'm like, I see, I have a full glass and it's empty and I refill it multiple times per day, but am I drinking specifically my 100 ounces or whatever per day, every day? And if I'm not, the consequence of that could be I'm constipated every other day and I'm not seeing the best re results and nutrient absorption and energy as a result. And it's like, well, I'm eating protein every chance I can get. I'm resistance training as much as I can, but are you specifically eating one gram per pound of your lean body mass of protein per day within a calorie deficit and doing that, you know, 80, 90% of the time. And if the answer is no, then, okay, well, then it's not specific enough for the result that you're looking for. It's good. It's great, <laughs> but it's not going to move the needle forward. It's not going to be reliable in moving the needle forward. It might, you may be able to make progress doing that, but you won't know why or what you changed that's working. And so I think the, the key word there is just really like, it has to be specific. Hey, hey, if you're not driving and you're liking this episode, just take two seconds and support our show by giving it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. These ratings and reviews just allow us to bring more knowledgeable and influential people onto this show for you to learn everything possible about science and sustainability with respect to your goals. And if you like this episode, just screenshot it and tag us on Instagram to show your support. One share really could be the catalyst for someone in your life to transform their body, their health, and their fitness for good. And of course, it helps our show grow too, and we appreciate that. All right, back to the show. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also thinking I've got a couple clients in mind who are like the same thing, but I'm doing everything right. Like I, it feels like I have to be perfect in order to lose weight. And it's like, well, yes, sometimes. And like, again, if you are someone who's going from 
400 pounds to like 350, you might be able to get away with not doing a whole lot, just like yeah. a couple changes here and there. But if you're going from like 135 and you want to get down to 130 or 125, that's a much, much, much different uh range of how specific and how intentful you need to be. And so again, this is why we're not dieting all the time because it's not fun to hang out there and have to be super strict all the time. It's like, Hey, we just want to turn that dial up. We want to be super specific. And yeah, we might have to say no to, uh, you know, a weekend out or, uh, you know, and, and that's not to say, okay, I have to stay home and hermit, but you just might need to be a little bit more intentful. And like Marissa said, a little bit more specific with what you're trying to do in order to reach a goal and kind of having that in the back of your head, this is not forever. This is just a temporary phase in order to get to an end result. And then I hop off the bus and I sit on the bench and then we kind of do it all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. And so I think it's just like, the the principle of like earning your right to it right is like we don't want to set people up for failure so if we were to say like I get somebody someone that signs up and like immediately I'm just like all right so here's like three macros that you must hit and track within like a five gram range and also I want you to drink this much water and I want you to get 8,000 steps or more per day seven to nine hours of sleep per night and oh by the way 90% of your food quality should be really clean uh, when you go out to eat make sure you don't don't order with any oil right and make sure that you like always order dressing and sauce on the side like if, if someone was coming in at ground zero and they got all that. And unfortunately, in 2016, 2017, that is what my protocols look like. Um, but <laughs> as we we age, we learn. And um, if somebody were at ground zero were to come and get that, they'd be like, this is so extreme, right? And it's like, we have clients in our program that are doing that. But the difference is that they don't feel overwhelmed because they spent one, two, three, sometimes even four or more months practicing. What does it look like to move more throughout the day to get like six to 8,000 steps per day? What does it look like to actually gradually build a base in understanding tracking food and like getting closer and closer to a consistent target and um, practicing the habits that give me good sleep every night, practicing the habits that allow me to drink water and like, just get through those day-to-day -day barriers. It's like, that's how you earn your right is you figure out how to engineer your life to just have those habits in place. And then it's like, when the weight loss is over, like your life is already pre-engineered that way. So then you go back to just like, okay, well, it's just like kind of moving whenever I feel, whenever I want to feel good. Right. Or like I'm still doing the, the basic meal prep thing, but I'm just not watching like the food scale. And I'm just not like really being super meticulous over that. Um, that's where the difference between a healthy lifestyle and fat loss can really show up. Yeah. And so Marissa and I, like, again, I, I know that we say all the time that we are so similar with our programs, but it's, it's because of these foundations and these principles that we want to instill into our clients. And that it's a very, very big, um, part of what we believe and really, I mean, really getting into like the pillars of our program, but we don't want clients to come into our program, lose 20, 30, 40 pounds in 12 weeks, and then leave because they think that they're successful, but they don't know how they got there and they don't know how to maintain it. 
So we do like to take a little bit of a slower approach because it's we're not just thinking about what is this going to be like in 12 weeks? We're like, what is this going to be like in 12 months, 12 years from now? Like, how are we affecting this person for the rest of their life? And so, yes, we, we do take a little bit of a slower approach, but we'll get clients that come into our program and they're like, well, I lost weight on paleo. I lost weight on keto, or I lost weight on this meal plan, but I don't actually know why. Or they have this association that in order to lose weight, I have to cut out dairy, I have to cut out alcohol, I can't have sweets. And that's what they believe is the thing that's going to get them to their goal. And so what we want to do is no, it's the habits, it's the food quality, it's, it's, it's these things that you can implement into your day to day that don't have to feel like these extreme things. So that's, that's why we talk about earning the right to diet, because we don't want it to be this quick thing that you get in, get out, and then you're done. It's like, we, we are really, really, really trying to change the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, oh man, I lost my train of thought. Um, it was good too. Darn it. Dang it. <laughs> but <laughs> I agree though. I think it's just, it's really important to understand like why those things work versus why they don't. I think a lot of times it's like, well, I did the thing and I, it didn't stick and I am not willing to give up all the things that I gave up for that uh, in order to keep, to make it stick. Uh, but I think when it's like you have all these behaviors in your day-to-day -day life, oh, that's what I was going to say. It's like, you have to be committed to the fact that your life is going to change. Like, even though, it's going to be less painful and restrictive and horrible long-term because, you know, dieting is temporary, but the sustainable lifestyle is more sustainable. You still have to come to terms with the fact that your, the way your life looks compared to the way your life looks when you're 50, 100 pounds heavier than you want to be are very different. And how that looks is in the way that you start your day, like maybe you wake up and you start scrolling and you get into a negative headspace and immediately you're triggered and that's how you start your day. And then it bleeds into all these other habits. And like, we're not prioritizing ourselves. We're missing meals. We're not meal prepping. We're not planning because we're just frazzled and we're lost and, uh, and overwhelmed all day. It's like that changes and like who you are and what you believe you're capable of changes. And you have to be open to all of it changing. It's like, you are going to have a weekly meal prep routine. You are going to still fill most of your cart with like healthy, nutritious foods. Um, and so I think it's like, the, that's why it's a prerequisite, right? It's like, you're, you're still making lifelong changes in that prep freight, prep before the fat loss phase phase. And that's hard. Change is hard. <laughs> Change is really hard and especially changing the choices you make on a regular basis, because those choices are what make up who you are. And so then you're grappling with, well, can I still be the friend who can drink everyone under the table or does that change? Can I still be the person who can out eat everyone and has multiple entrees at dinner with the family? Like, or, or does that have to change? I think like an example would be like my husband is a great example of that. He was both of those things and now he's not, but it's taken five years for other people in our lives that he knew before to come to terms with that. Like now 
like it's not really a question they kind of just like they're like oh like you're eating light today or you're just having one beer like they just kind of like brush it off don't even think about it but at the beginning there was tons of friction it was like come on come on come on you're not gonna drink again come on like there was a lot of that and so it's like that's hard right and so that's the prerequisite to really rigid dieting like real tracking everything and, and saying no to a bunch of shit. Like the, the prerequisite is that identity shift. Yeah. What, what was going through my head while you're talking was the, uh, going on my stupid walk for my stupid mental health. Like, that. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's like, we, we still walk every day. Like we still get in movement. Like we still eat protein every single day. It's in our mind. Like, oh man, I should probably have some, some, greens like I should probably have some vegetables and like okay it's about noon so I should be finishing my you know Stanley you know things like that it's like that that's always going to be there it just a lot of times comes a little bit easier um but you know we talk about like the end goal like we don't actually reach an end goal like there's not like a final boss or or anything like that where we we slay the fitzbo i don't know we're just you know i don't know but it's like we we still have to do these things and like the the level in which we have to do them is going to change over time depending on your goals and and what you want kind of your physique to look like or even your life to look like really um yeah. so i think that that's just really important it's like kind of figuring out like, what does that kind of like maintenance, that maintenance that you feel like I feel really good. It doesn't really consume a whole lot of my life. And like, where am I happy? Like mentally and physically, and that might change over time. And and that's okay. Like Marissa and I have kind of talked about like set points, right. And how we can change our set points and, and what we're willing to be flexible on and what we're willing to change. Um, but, but that is, that is okay. Um, over time it all comes down to who you choose to be creates your reality. Right. So it's like my phase right now is I'm choosing to be someone who's like more disciplined and makes the like eat at home, cook yourself choice, like way more often than I used to. And that person has a lower body fat set point. It's like that person that I'm choosing to be is someone who prioritizes training and movement every single day that person has a lower body fat set point than the old me who put work first and kind of just let training happen when I wanted to. And, you know, ate out because I didn't feel like cooking that night. It's like, those are two different people. So it's like really thinking about like, okay, well, wherever you want to be, you can get there, but think about what behaviors that person is constantly choosing. And that's, what's creating who they are. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, I will say there, there's one more, uh, thing I wanted to add is, um, a, a lot of times we, and again, this goes back to episode 148, you know, the, the losing fat without dieting, but like a lot of times we have this in our head that I, I need to run in order to see results rather than like walking and, and, and not like physically in a sense of like running, like doing cardio, but just like feeling like we need to go fast. And so maybe you're someone who is in a place where you can't necessarily diet or enter a fat loss phase because, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, restrictions or constraints you have in your life, maybe you're going through a really, really stressful time. Um, maybe you're moving across the country maybe you're going through a breakup or what, whatever it is that you have going on. That's preventing you from a fat loss phase. That is okay. 
Like it, it, it is not a bad thing to spend more time in maintenance or spend more time just fine tuning the habits that you want. If anything, that will get you further towards your goal, spending less time dieting. So if this is someone you're like, okay, like this is just like, I'm forecasting for my future and like what I'm eventually going to go to, don't feel like you have to diet in order to make progress. Like kind of recognizing like, it is, it is better to spend less time dieting and spending more time in a health phase or just kind of fine tuning. So I, I do, I think that that is really, really important for the listeners to know. And just because you're not dieting doesn't mean you won't see the results that you want. They might just happen on a slower time frame. Insert episode 148, go back one, listen to that if you haven't already. Yeah, and I, I don't know if we want to talk a little bit because again, I'm I'm thinking of a couple different clients um, who have some difficulty with pivoting their goals. So I don't know if that's like a whole other. That's a whole other episode. Okay, whole other episode. <laughs> okay, so like, what to happen if we need to to shift some things around? Um, so that's a, a really really good one. But I, I I'm really happy with both of these episodes. I think that we encompass a lot. We got really deep at the end, but <laughs> <laughs> you know me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anything else you want to add? Nope. Leave it at that. All right. Cool. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find both of us on Instagram. You can find me at Christy Lynn Fit and Marissa is at Marissa Roy Fitness. Thank you guys so much for listening and we hope to see you back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.